ESPN. The following is a presentation of Cover Your Assets and is offered by Rooker Financial Coaching and Consulting. You're trying to build your income, your business, your life. Challenges are all around you. It seems so overwhelming. People are depending on you. Who do you listen to? Where can you go to find honest, useful information? Todd Rooker. For decades, Todd Rooker has been teaching professional education to attorneys, CPAs, bankers, and financial advisors. Rooker Financial Consulting offers advice and coaching to consumers, business owners, and financial professionals on every topic imaginable. If you truly want to succeed, sit back and find out how to cover and build your assets. Here's nationally renowned speaker and expert getting you on the path to financial strength and wealth, Todd Rooker. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Happy Saturday. Hope you're all doing well. Got a great show here, I think. Uh, brought up to me, I guess, because of conversations that I have had throughout the week. Things that come up are always the things that typically are top of mind for me when I walk into this studio in the morning, because as you <laughs> well know, I generally don't have a clue what I'm going to talk about. I'm desperately trying to figure it out on my, on my drive-in. That uh, I do. That I do. <laughs> I came in this morning and uh, Evans Evans uh, sitting on his laptop watching a little uh, Star Trek, and I'm thinking maybe I should go and look at Star Trek and see if I, that'll help me come up with something. <laughs> uh, how does that relate to money and finance? Yeah, I don't know, but anything is helpful stimuli, you know. Uh, Today's show is something that I, I've had conversations with folks during the week about in different forums, and it is the dichotomy of a good salesperson and and that which makes you income successful may also make you asset poor, uh, meaning that the type of person and or the mentality that drives that person, and we're going to dissect what that person looks like if you're uh, pursuing or looking for a salesperson or you're having challenges hiring people who are good salespeople. We'll talk a little bit about that. But the very things that that would be attractive in that regard uh, might very well be uh, challenges to that person in terms of becoming stable and uh, financially successful in terms of building their net worth. And we're going to talk about that because I really do believe that that is true. And for those of you, some of you who are out there listening, who are salespeople, I'll bet you struggle with this um, because all of us have these attributes or or, or negative things, maybe uh, depending on the light that you're looking at them in 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 measured ways. Some little more, a little less for some people. Uh, so uh, when I say that that. Income will never be wealth. I say that on the show often. And I think I think no matter how many times I say it for most of you who are out there, I mean, because I know the state of America in general. I've worked with people and their money for a long time. And I know that the state of, of uh, or the mentality, better yet, that is out there is that income is wealth. And how can you say that? What are you talking about? Somebody makes good money, then, then, they, then they're, they're wealthy. No, they're not. And, and the income that you earn, earned income, as opposed to uh, assets and investment income, uh, are very different things. And investment income only happens as a result of having owned assets that produce that uh, investment income. 
whether that be that you uh, bought a, a dividend-paying stock, most all stocks are dividend-paying, uh, whether or not you bought a fixed instrument like 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 a bond or bonds, or whether you purchased a, a, an annuity or whatever, or maybe you, you bought an investment, a piece of investment real estate, and that produces income. Uh, Got to have the assets. Have to so so assets uh, are what we're looking for, and when you are consistently driven towards more lifestyle, and I'm not going to say there's anything bad with that because we all want a great life. I mean, uh, you know, so many of the gurus that are out there, they're going to help you manage your money. Are always going to start in with, you know, you have to, you know watch your money, which really to most people means you're going to have to spend less and have a crappier life than you already have. And most, most people aren't happy with the life they have now, no matter where they are and, and, and seek and desire more of that. Now, not everybody. Okay. So, you know, I know when I say these things so often, everybody wants to just opt out. He's not talking about me. He's not talking about me. Yeah, I am. And it's just to varying degrees. Everybody, everybody, listen to me, everybody is this way. It's just to varying degrees. And so if you're more or less than average, that doesn't mean anything. Uh, that's just the way that you appease yourself. So we're all kind of this way and we're not taught to seek assets. Now, you know, you know, I've got my cynical view on that, which is that why would, why would the powers that be ever want people to have assets? Because being asset rich, meaning net worth assets minus liabilities equals what's left. That's your net worth. Why would anybody ever want you to be in that strong position where you could dictate and, 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 and say what you think? not respective of what anybody else thinks because you're in such a strong financial position. And the reality is that uh, society's never going to fan the flames on helping people do that. I mean, that's that's the reality. So if that is your goal, it's always been my goal. If that is your goal, then do not look for any help out there because that's not something that is generally taught. The more you 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 know, break that down, the more you're going to realize how very few people think or talk this way. And the more you do, the less you become like, like the norm. So if I am driven, uh, towards making more money, does that translate into assets? And the answer is not necessarily because I want more lifestyle. And so let's define what assets are. Assets, my good Buddy Robert Kiyosaki, assets make me money. Liabilities cost me money. Most of the things that people are buying when they desire lifestyle are liabilities. And so when we put, you know, even we when we put assets in classes, we're looking at income producing assets and or appreciable assets. I mean, I would, I would love to say that assets hold their value, but remember that inflation is something that goes up and down. And if your assets, if you just have your money in the bank and your bank is paying money of 1%, you know, on your savings account and inflation's running at six, seven, eight, you're losing money. So that money isn't even an asset. You need to have assets that are at least keeping pace with inflation and or doing better than that, appreciable or income producing. So let's be clear when we define that doesn't mean snowmobiles or four wheels, four wheelers or boats or lake homes or ice houses or the house you live in. All of those things cost you money, even if you pay for them with cash. 
They cost you money. See, the, the being hell bent to pay for everything off. Why do people try to pay everything off? Because most of them know that that is the thing that's right in front of them. And if they don't take that extra money that they have and throw it towards paying something off, then they'll probably just spend the money. That's the truth. That's it right there. Now, again, how many of you out there are listening to me and shaking your head and saying, no, that's not me? Yeah, okay. Um, Look, if I'm going to put my money into something and I have a choice, my money is the money that I don't spend. After I get paid, I do all the things that I want to do in life. And if that and if that desire for more and more goes on and on and on, it's not easy to earn more money than you spend. That's maybe a very important point. It is not easy to, to, to earn more money than it takes to have a reasonably comfortable lifestyle. That is, that is no small thing. And for a lot of folks who come to see me, despite the fact that they hate hearing this, my answer is you just need to make more money. And for somebody who's got what would be considered a good job in society, maybe you're making 60, 70, 80, 100,000, 150,000, that may not be enough. Um, because I know um, working with people and their money every day and the cost of having a reasonable lifestyle. Reasonable life. What does that mean? It means the house that I live in is probably three hundred and fifty to six hundred thousand dollar house. That's that's not over the top. I know for some of you saying, "Oh, that's just utterly ridiculous." Yeah, look around. It really isn't that ridiculous. And average housing today is what three hundred and fifty thousand dollars, Evan, something like that. Uh, that sounds about right. Yeah. I think it's a little higher than that. A little higher than that. There you go. There you go. So, you know, and, 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 and we're not talking about the Taj Mahal here. We're just talking about average housing here in Minnesota, a Midwestern state. So it, it, it is frustrating and often befuddles people because they, they, they get increases in pay. They make good money and they still don't seem to have what they consider to be even a reasonable life. So a reasonable lifestyle is probably going to cost you as combined income in a household, probably something in the range of two, three hundred thousand dollars a year, two, three hundred thousand dollars a year. Oh, my God. <laughs> Seriously. Yep. That's right. That's right. And when and talk to the people who have it and see if they think they're living large because they're going to tell you they're not. <laughs> they have some stuff. They have some nice stuff. But it's not like they're living large. So a lot of times you have to have an income that provides you with enough money to have a reasonable lifestyle and be able to have money left over. And when I have that money left over, a lot of times I throw it at things, meaning outstanding loans to get rid of it, to protect myself from myself. That's the truth. But are these the types of assets that produce income and appreciate simultaneously? Because if they're not, I'm not getting the greatest amount of leverage out of those investment dollars, i.e. the money that I don't spend to support my lifestyle. This is what you call in the, in the investment world, you know, if you're an investment advisor, they call that your wealth. <laughs> 
Sounds really good. I don't know if, I don't know if having fifty or hundred thousand dollars is really wealth, but that's they, that's what they call it. Makes you feel good, doesn't it? So so managing your wealth is meaning to put that those those amounts, whatever that is, into high leveraged activities or at least leveraged activities that make the most money with the resources that you have and assuming that where you put the money into those types of investment vehicles doesn't keep you awake at night because you understand them and you're comfortable with them. So that's that's what we want to do with that money. Well, look, paying off a loan on a snowmobile or paying off a loan on a house or a lake home or a boat is not going to be, for almost anybody, is not going to be the best place to put the money. But there it's right in front of you, you know, and you don't trust the stock market because it's all just a crock and you don't understand investment real estate because that's just scary and you hear about gold and you don't know about that. And, and so what do you do? You stick your money into paying off your loans. That's what you do. But those Loads that you're paying off are often on assets that are declining in value simultaneously. And I don't, don't tell me about how your Harley maintains its value. Okay. It goes down in value a little slower, or maybe your boat goes down a little slow, but they're all decreasing value assets. So the idea that they're producing income and depreciating. Oh, that's nonsense. They're just depreciating a slower. Well, it's better than some people. Does that make you feel better? Uh, I don't know, but so we're going to try to dissect this and we're looking to put our money into assets, but the problem is the very types of people who make pretty good incomes, earned income are often mentality wise, the very types of people who are driven to more and more lifestyle and aren't good at protecting themselves from themselves. They are always buying more new stuff. They are insatiable. The minute they have an amount of money, say 50,000, 20,000, 10,000, whatever it is, they're immediately thinking about what they can buy with it. And most of the time, their goals for succeeding from a financial perspective are all about the things that they're going to buy to reward themselves for doing that very thing. Are these problems? Yeah, they're huge problems. So on the one hand, you got somebody who maybe can make good money, but on the other hand, they're just horrible at, at controlling themselves and their desires to have infinitely more and more lifestyle. And I'm again, not going to say, I'm not trying to tell you to have this, you know, Spartan, modest, crappy life. I'm, I'm not that guy. But where is the limit for you? And that's what I mean about controlled and intentional spending. That's why I talk about that. So, uh, when, when you go to invest, there's a term called accreditation. Some of you may be familiar with it. Excuse me. <clears throat> and accreditation means that you're an accredited investor. And that means that you can, you, you the, the, they're, they're pulling off the reins. They're letting you run on your own. They're letting you get involved in investments that the average consumer can't. Because they measure you by your income and or your assets. Well, when you're looked upon as an accredited investor, at least used to be this way, um, they don't count your assets and that you might think are assets. And so what do I mean by that? I mean that one of the former uh, qualifications was that you had at least a million dollars in assets 
not, I, I mean, assets minus liabilities, you had at least a million dollars in net worth, not counting your house and cars. And I would add to that, hang on to your shorts, your 401k as well. I would say that if you're measuring your wealth by the equity you have in your home and your 401k, I can tell you already, you're not doing very well. And saying that, I already am clearly aware that that's how 99, 96% of the population, 98% of the population measure themselves exactly like that. Because if not for those things, they wouldn't have anything at all. (laughs) I'm aware of that. That's why the distinction of building net worth outside of those things. And I'm not saying not to have your house and your, and your retirement account fully funded and, and, you know, making payments on your home and building equity in your home. I'm not saying not to do those things. I'm saying when you sit down at the end of the year and determine how much your net worth has increased from last year to this year, do not count those things. Do not count those things in the calculation. Well, then I don't have anything. Hello. (laughs) So that's the first thing is to change your way of thinking. So you're every, every business is looking for good salespeople. And as I've already said, the dichotomy of say of good salespeople. So what constitutes a good salesperson? If you're looking for a, a salesperson, if you own a business, if you're a hiring manager for the company you work for, or you're just trying to figure out why some people are good salespeople and, and what what is the makeup of them. Greg Anderson, he and I and his beautiful wife, Cindy, sat in my office and talked about this. I don't know how many weeks ago. Um, it's been a while. But, you know, there were there were three traits that came up and and I think they're good. And I'm going to say them initially and then we're going to come back and we're going to kind of, you know, tear them apart a little bit. So the first one is that that person is confident. They're confident. They carry themselves with confidence, at least at least to the degree that to the outside world, they seem really confident and confident people tend to drag along with them folks who are not as confident. (laughs) I'm not going to dissect the whole thing, but that's confident. The second trait is that they're impatient, maybe a little hyper, Uh, don't have time to screw around. And the third is they're ego-driven, ego-driven. And that is not necessarily that they are egotistical, but they're ego-driven, have to win, have to win. Remember, we had a we had horses on the farm, and, and uh, every time a car would go by, <laughs> a car would pull out of, out of the driveway and start going, and... Uh, we had a ra- a horse that was an old horse, but was a race horse formerly. And every time a car would pull out of the driveway, that race horse would 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 race with that car. That car would come out of the driveway, and that race horse would take off like a bat out of hell and, and, and try to beat that car. That is that is a competitive nature that some people have, and it's ego driven. They want to win, and that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Now, I'm, I just said that's a good thing, but we can argue that each one of these things in a different lighter context could also be considered a character flaw, a, 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 a negative thing, couldn't we? So let's go back now 
and let's dissect them. All right, so confident. They carry themselves with a level of confidence when internally they are often not confident. Sorry, Evan's looking at me. We got to take a break, don't we? Yeah, <laughs> you said we're going dis- to dissect it after the break, and then you just launch right into it. <laughs> hey, it's early. All right, let's take a break, and we'll come back, and we'll start dissecting these three traits. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Troy Danner of Danner's Cabinet Shop. My family has been building custom cabinets and countertops for homes in Minnesota for over 50 years. We still make the cabinets the way my grandpa did when he founded our company. My team of skilled craftsmen pride themselves on attention to detail and making sure every element of your project goes perfectly. Give me a call at 763-753-4002 or visit us online at dannerscabinets.com. Does your sump pump run constantly? Do you want to ensure that you never have a damp, musty-smelling basement? These issues are caused by water coming off your roof, draining into your basement. Gutters can resolve these problems. William Foss is the owner of Seamless Solutions. He is honest and trustworthy. He is simply the best. If you need gutters or leaf covers, he is the guy to call. You can call him at 612-834-0664 or go to his website, SeamlessSolutionsMN.com. If you or anyone you know are in a financially challenged situation, listen. My name is Todd Rooker. For over 20 years, I've been helping people strategically plan for and deal with a financial crisis. My typical client may have previously had a substantial net worth and are now in fear of losing their personal home. My clients will often say, in the past, I was financially successful. However, at this point, I'm exhausting all of my financial resources trying to make my payments on time. I feel as though I'm simply delaying the inevitable by throwing good money after bad. So my questions are, Todd, do I just let the bank liquidate my business? Do I need to consider things like foreclosure, short sale, Dean and Lou, loan modification, credit counseling, or even bankruptcy, and then most importantly, how do I minimize the damage and rebuild my life when this disaster is over? This is my world, and I teach classes on those very topics. So if you or anyone you know is in this situation, or you want to ensure that you never are, I have the knowledge and the information you're looking for. Go to CYA21.com and get my free download, Financial Crisis Bible, or call us at 763-559-3800. Are you missing anything in your plan? Find out with JLN Financial's Retirement Checklist. If you can check all the boxes on the list, you may be ready for retirement. If not, JLN Financial can help. Get this checklist now at rhythmofretirement.com slash checklist challenge. That's rhythmofretirement.com slash checklist challenge. JL and Financial offers insurance services. Investing involves risk. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC, AEWM, AEWM, and JL and Financial are not affiliated companies. Hey, are you considering something exceptional to set your home apart and highlight its curb appeal? How about the rich look of custom copper gutters? Copper gutters are not only beautiful, they also offer timeless durability. William Foss with Gutter Solutions installed my beautiful copper gutters. I get compliments every day. If you're looking for extraordinary craftsmanship and would like to consider something truly special, call him at 612-834-0664 or go to their website, SeamlessSolutionsMN.com. Ask for Billy. You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. Welcome back. <laughs> Greg, if you're listening, my my buddy Billy with Seamless Gutter Solutions. <laughs> Copper gutter. Greg, does that defeat the whole concept? Saving money? 
See, I told you I'm not that thrifty guy. I like nice stuff. Uh, all right. So confident, confident. Um, you know, the, the, the thing about, about, uh, uh, a high level of confidence and, and I really do believe in this. And, you know, if you can, if, if you, if you have listened to that podcast that I did, uh, where I talked about walking out into the, into the boxing ring, I was a boxer for years and fought a lot of fights and man, you walk out. You better have confidence. You better have some swagger because you're going into a ring with another human being whose primary goal is to knock you unconscious, and that's your primary goal. If you don't have confidence, if you don't have a little, little swagger, you are in big trouble. And so salespeople need to have that. And I want to make a point that if you have any of these attributes, do not think that I'm saying that this is a negative thing, especially if you're a salesperson. These are, these are, you know, attributes. They're absolutely useful and valuable to you. Now, maybe you have to control or temper them somewhat, or at least to the outside world. But internally, these things are the things that may drive you. And that isn't a bad thing. So don't think that I'm, I'm, you know, playing off on this and saying it's negative because not necessarily at all. I'm saying it could be looked upon by some people. And the point is that when you're extremely confident, there are always going to be people who are less confident, who perceive your level of confidence as arrogance. And if you are a confident person, you got to get over that. It is what it is. It is what it is. If you are a confident person, if you walk around and, and again, I'll say being, being confident or at least being perceptively confident when you may not necessarily be internally, but you believe in yourself, you believe you can overcome anything and, and, you know, anything anybody else can do, you can do better. I understand that mentality. I mean, I had a lot of salespeople who worked for our, for our firm. So I, I get it. And I'm looking for those things when I interview somebody who's going to take a sales position. Uh, I know how powerful it is. So being confident is a very important trait. And that generally means when you're in business that you don't have all the answers and you know all the answers, but to the outside world, you're perceived as you do. And if you don't have all the answers, you will make people believe that you do. And then by goodness, behind the scenes, you'll go like a crazy person and find those answers to remain confident. Uh, so I get that. And you have to play that game, the fake it till you make it sometimes. And you're good at it. You're good at it in the way that you carry yourself. So that's, that's that confidence that you carry yourself with. And maybe, maybe it's there because you legitimately do know everything or most everything. And maybe it's there because you just are that way and you're really good at portraying it. Either way, we need it in salespeople. Next one, you're impatient. And as I said, a little bit hyper. You don't have time to screw around. Get out of my way. I've got goals. I'm here to produce. I'm here to succeed. I'm here to beat my competition and just give me what I need and then get out of my way. And that is becoming such a lost thing in today's society. We were, I had, you know, Mama Soda, uh, Monica uh, Eichmann on the show. She's, she's starting her own podcast, by the way, Mama Soda. And uh, we were talking about 
creating confident self-starters. And that seems to me that that is kind of going away. When you've got somebody who says, just show me the basics and I'll figure out the rest, get out of my way. That's what we're looking for. We're looking for somebody like that in a good salesperson, somebody who is impatient, somebody who wants to succeed. In fact, they don't want to succeed. They need to succeed. They absolutely need to succeed. And so their impatience is driven by that desire. And you you know the type, you know the type and you know, they're, they're chewing gum and they're talking fast and they're moving fast. And if you want to talk about anything other than business or the things that they're selling, they're not very good in those conversations, but man, turn them on when it comes to talking about the sales of the product or service that they've got. And man, you, they, they go. So that's, that's the type of person you're looking for. In addition to the confidence, impatient, maybe a little bit hyper. Ego-driven, ego-driven. So I already said, doesn't necessarily mean that they're an egomaniac. It may mean, excuse me. Sorry, folks, drinking my coffee here. Uh, it may mean that they they may be, need to be a part of a group that succeeds and wins, but they need to win. They need to win. <clears throat> and don't we... Don't we fan those flames when we put our kids in organized sports? Um, you know, some of you may have heard me say in my earlier years when I had a company and hired people, I looked for people who were uh, successful athletes, grew up on a working farm, and were, were honorably discharged from the military. Because I can tell you, if they had just one of those traits, they'd be good. If they had two of them, they'd be great. And if they had all three, never failed me, superstars, period. So uh, successful athleticism means that I have learned that if I grind it out, I may start out the bottom of the pack, but I will grind it out and I will learn and I will achieve and I will achieve and I will be driven towards winning and succeeding. Man, are we looking for that? And so ego driven is I got to win. It's not over until you win. It's not over until you win. And you're not a person who quits. You keep going. And that, that again, another one of those rare things because so many people's minds have been programmed that the minute the things get a little hard, they give up and go home. And that's, you know, that's why I, I often am talking about programming your mind to expect success. And then when you start off with the small things so that you begin to believe that anything you set as a goal is just a matter of time, it's a done deal. It's not, I hope it might work out, I'll give it a try. That's what people who have, who have been confronted with failure and instead of going forward and grinding it out, they quit. They turn around and go in the other direction. You know the type. They had five majors in college and never graduated. I mean, a lot of people like that. And for those people, success is always going to be a challenging thing because they have not programmed their mind for success. 
So I'll always tell you, you start off with very small things simply to program your mind where you write down, I'm going to make my bed, I'm going to eat my breakfast, I'm going to brush my teeth. And you say, why in God's name do I need to do that? Because I want you to come to the belief that whatever you write down, it will be achieved. And then you can start spacing out those things a bit because now your mind has been programmed to expect success, not hope, expect success. So ego-driven, ego-driven. Now, again, we can argue that uh, any of these are, are, you know, negative things. And the ego-driven thing, if it's about winning, a lot of times, if you're in an earned commission environment, that success is measured by the money that they make, by the commission that they generate, see? And for those who are not in that environment, they go to work and they get paid a salary and maybe they get paid, you know, maybe they get a raise at the end of the year, but they they are not money-driven. They don't understand that way of thinking. Now, whether you are or not money-driven, and we'll cover that in a, in a second here, it's the measuring stick that you use. And so your language is different and often is foreign to other people. But that is all about, I want to win. And I want to win as compared with those around me. Hey, be a big fish in your small pond. And then once you're a big fish in your small pond, find a new pond and then start off as a small fish all over again. But you're always measuring yourself. And so the money thing It is ironic that not everybody is driven by money. And salespeople, if there is commission and or bonuses involved, you are looking for people who are driven by money. Now, people can be ego-driven to win and still be fabulous salespeople and not necessarily be driven by money. But I think often the reason that people will say it's not about the money, it's not about the money, is because society has taught us to say those things. Well, if it's about the money, then obviously you're just a greedy SOB. Listen, I'm so tired of this. It is about the money. It is about the money. And the more people say it's not about the money, in fact, anybody who does say that, you can be utterly certain that it is the money for them. Because they're the ones who are going home thrifty cutting coupons trying to survive and make their money go as far as it possibly can. So the idea that these are the very people who say it's not about the money is like the stupidest thing in the world. And they're also the people who are angry about the fact that people shouldn't make that kind of money. Yeah, it's about the money. Let's take another break. Fix Auto has been the collision repair leader in the Twin Cities for over 40 years. Hi, I'm Matt Feehan, second generation owner. Our mission at Fix Auto is to provide you with the simplest collision repair experience anywhere. If you're in an accident and you need help, my team is here and ready for you. You can find us on the web at fixautousa.com. That's fixautousa.com. We are Fix Auto, home of the WOW experience. Hi, I'm Kimberly Nibo with the Kimberly Nibo Insurance Agency, serving the community for over 27 years. People tend to be most concerned with price. That is, of course, until something goes wrong. Then the only thing they care about is their coverage. My experience enables me to uncover every available discount. I could save you up to 40% while still offering the proper coverage for the people you care about. Call today for a free review at 763-571-6111 or email me at at Kim at KimNibo.com. Finding a good banker and CPA are like having a good doctor or mechanic. You cannot fully appreciate the value they represent until you're in a pinch and truly need them. 
However, that's not the time to go looking for one. Instead, you want to position and strategize well in advance for a favorable outcome. CPA Arliss Cleveland of Arliss Cleveland LTD is the CPA firm you've been looking for. As many of you already know, if you're looking for a great CPA, Arliss Cleveland gets my highest endorsement. Arliss Cleveland LTD has now formed a strategic relationship with Village Bank, conveniently located in the Village Bank building, located at 9298 Central Avenue North, Suite 412 Blaine, Minnesota. You can also find Arliss Cleveland LTD certified public accountants and consultants by going to accountingoffices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. That contact information again, accounting-offices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. Todd Rooker here to tell you about the most amazing jewelry store, Golden Treasures on 805 Grand Avenue in St. Paul. I've known the owner, Todd Gimble, for almost 20 years now, and at Golden Treasures, not only do you get more for less, it's the experience that you and your special person will feel when you walk in the door. Todd truly puts his heart and soul into creating your experience, regardless of how much money you spend. This is Todd's customer for life philosophy. Take it from me, there really is no other jewelry store. You can't go wrong with Golden Treasures in St. Paul. 651-227-2711. That's 651-227-2711. I have trusted attorney Brian Aho for more than 10 years to work closely with me to resolve and eliminate debt for many of my personal and business clients. Aho Law Office is the go-to firm I choose because Brian has always been caring and compassionate with my clients while tenaciously fighting to retain as much of their assets as possible while quickly eliminating their debt. Brian's extensive experience and knowledge of bankruptcy law and willingness to fight allow him to resolve challenges and cases that many attorneys won't. Don't let other attorneys learn on your dime. Rely on the experience of Aho Law Office to help you achieve relief from your creditors. Competent, compassionate legal advocates providing the clarity to protect tomorrow. For more information, call Brian and his staff at 612-271-4047 or email Brian directly at brian at office.com. Again, that number is 612-271-4047. You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. Welcome back. Welcome back. It's about the money. It's about the money. <laughs> so, in any event, can you see where uh, these these traits can be absolutely challenging in a variety of theaters. Uh, certainly, if this describes your spouse in great measure, they are not an easy person to get along with. Um, it is not surprising that some of the best salespeople you'll ever meet have been married and divorced two or three times. And I really mean this. As a matter of fact, in as entrepreneurs and an investor, an angel investor, you actually look for that because these people are the get out of my way, have to know everything and all that kind of stuff. And so, you know, you think about the confident component in a relationship and uh, or any setting for that matter. Well, they, they think they know everything, right? Well, why is that? Because their confidence, they feel often, again, I keep saying that word often, forgive me, but because I don't, I want, I'm always trying to make a concession that this isn't, this is not exact and it may not be descriptive of any person in entirety or, you know, measured amount. But they, when, if, 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 if a really confident person acknowledges that you know more than them on some level, it's diminishing their capacity. They see that as a slight against them. And I'm not saying that everybody's like this. All right. And maybe you're not, 
but they strive to be the smartest person in the room and to some folks, they're going to be perceived as you're a know-it-all. Well, when you live with somebody like that, who is always got to be right and is always trying to carry themselves with confidence, someone who always has the answers, Ugh, that's not easy. It's not easy. The impatient hyper thing. They want to fix your problems and move on. They don't want to sit and jabber and jaw jack about it. They just, they just want to f- Fix it and move on. Well, here again, for somebody who just wants to be heard and acknowledged and loved and cared about, <laughs> that doesn't work very well. It does sound like I have a little experience in this. I do. I'm married. What do you want? <laughs> so, so I just want to fix it and move on. And sometimes that's not a good thing. And then the ego-driven thing, if someone else isn't that way, they're happy, they're confident in who they are, and they don't have a an incessant need to win and to prove to everybody. I mean, this desire to win, as I say, what's the measuring stick? I said money, but it could also be a nicer car, a nicer house, a nicer boat, uh, uh, a better better uh, restaurants that they frequent, their kids going to better colleges. That's also this type of a person. So as I said from the top of the show, the dichotomy of a good salesperson, which is, you know, that which makes you income successful may also uh, make you asset poor because those things I've already described aren't assets, but those are the trappings that you use to prove to the world that you are succeeding and you're winning. See, and there's the trap. There's the problem. And so all of these things, as it relates to someone, your, your, your spouse, your child, your coworker, they're the very things that may be very abrasive, uh, may be very challenging to have a relationship with this person because they are that way. And so maybe if it is your spouse, hey, you want to fix them. You're going to take them to counseling. You're going to do this, that, and the other thing. And let's say that you actually succeed. <laughs> you make them not that way anymore. Well, now they're not a good salesperson anymore either. <laughs> so, you know, the dichotomy is, does a person have the capacity to know when to turn it off and when to turn it on? Do they know when to put on the hat when they're over here selling and using those those things that are within them as attributes to enhance the, the their success and when they need to turn them off in, say, a social setting? It, it's not an easy thing. It's not easy. And, you know, I meet with people every day and I see the traits in people as they talk to me, as they, as they listen when they, when they, when I talk to them. And I'm going to tell you, every one of these things I've had challenges with, every one of them. I mean, when I was younger, for certain, when I was in my thirties, I needed to be the smartest guy in the room in every single room. I needed it. And, if you were the person doing a seminar for a group and I was in the audience, let me just tell you, I was looking for the time when we were going to have questions and I was just waiting for you to shut up so that I can prove to everybody in the room that I was smarter than you were. 
<laughs> and you know that manifests itself in our meetings where I will I will be talking about a particular topic, trying to communicate a message, and I can tell the person isn't really even listening to me. They're just waiting for me to stop talking because they want to say what they want to say, and they're not listening to anything I say. And and obviously in a coaching setting, we're not going to do very well. And it is frankly only because I am now in my 60s and at somewhat adjusted in age that number one, I don't have that incessant need anymore. And people perceive me more as a father or grandfatherly figure and are willing to provide that latitude to listen to me. Where if we were closer in age, I was 30, you know, and they were 30, it wouldn't have went very well because they would have seen me as a direct competitor and they would have done those things. And those people are the great salespeople of the world. That's why sales departments rarely get along well with the rest of the company. <laughs> they have different ideas. Uh, the only people that they do get along with in a company are the people who enhance their ability uh, to, to support the sales. <laughs> Let's take another break. We'll be right back talking about the dichotomy of salespeople and how being a great salespeople and the attributes that are very useful and very beneficial to a good salesperson might not necessarily be the same attributes that help you build net worth and and wealth in your life and how maybe we can try to see them and maybe handle the other side of our life a little different to be more successful. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Kimberly Nibo with the Kimberly Nibo Insurance Agency, serving the community for over 27 years. People tend to be most concerned with price. That is, of course, until something goes wrong. Then the only thing they care about is their coverage. My experience enables me to uncover every available discount. I could save you up to 40% while still offering the proper coverage for the people you care about. Call today for a free review at 763-571-6111 or email me at kim at kimnibo.com. Social Security, you've spent your entire working life paying into it, so don't you want to get the most out of it? Jim Baer and his team at JL and Financial can show you ways to do that with their free Social Security report. Download your copy today at rhythmofretirement.com slash social security. That's rhythmofretirement.com slash social security. JL and Financial offers insurance services, investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC, AEWM, AEWM, and JL and Financial are not affiliated companies. JL and Financial is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or governmental agency. Hi, this is Troy Danner of Danner's Cabinet Shop. My family has been building custom cabinets and countertops for homes in Minnesota for over 50 years. We still make the cabinets the way my grandpa did when he founded our company. My team of skilled craftsmen pride themselves on attention to detail and making sure every element of your project goes perfectly. Give me a call at 763-753-4002 or visit us online at dannerscabinets.com. If you're in a financially challenged situation or want to ensure that you never are, I have the knowledge and the information you're looking for. My name is Todd Rooker. When you want information on today's most pressing economic and financial pressures, who do you talk to? Their attorneys, CPAs, financial advisors, mortgage brokers, and real estate agents. Everyone has a different opinion, and these professionals do not always work well together. It's not enough to find an expert in one area. You need a comprehensive approach that that addresses all of your concerns and enables you to create an overall plan. I have over 20 years experience in this highly specialized field and it is my job to work with all of the professionals previously mentioned and know much of what they know allowing me to provide you with a cohesive and unbiased strategy that addresses everything related to your situation. I will help you to strategically plan for a financial crisis, minimize the damage, recover quickly and most importantly, help ensure that you're never here again. 
You have a lot more options than you think, but don't waste time. Go to CYA21.com and get my free download, Financial Crisis Bible, or call us at 763-559-3800. That number again, 763-559-3800. You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. <clears throat> Welcome back. All right. So, uh, the you know, the the issues are that You've got to be able to control yourself. And, you know, as I talk about this, things come to mind for me because I make the the, the point uh, somewhat uh, frivolously that a lot of times folks like this uh, have been married and divorced two, three times. And, you know, look, here's the reality. You are driven to success and it's a good thing and it's a very good thing. But you know what? If you lose the people you love, it's all for naught. Uh, I can tell you that for a lot of people who do have these traits within them, to whatever degree they might be, if they were alone on the earth and had no one to impress, because look, I mean, when you get something nice, when you do something nice, you want to show it off, right? I mean, if you can't show it off, what good is it, right? (laughs) Nobody wants to say that, but it's true. Well, if you're all alone in the world, there's nobody here but you, you probably wouldn't even be driven to do these things because there'd be nobody to show it off to. So you, if you have that within you, but as a result of your inability to control those things in the right environment, if you lose your spouse, you have lost the world. If you lose the people that you love, life almost isn't worth living anymore. <laughs> And I can tell you, I love my wife dearly. And I've had to work at this myself my entire life. Um, and, uh, you know, and having said that, my wife has a lot of these attributes. My wife is one heck of a salesperson. She is amazing. And so two people like this isn't necessarily great. And I'll also tell you that I built a large financial firm and I had to deal with focusing on other people, not me. And I really had to change my mindset. And it was a work in progress all day, every day. And I, 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 I think I did, pretty, I did pretty well, but it was not easy. It was very, very hard to, to stop focusing on me. The other thing is that remember that we are always protecting ourselves from ourselves. So when we're, when we're trying to prove how well we're doing, we are simultaneously buying all the things that don't create any security in your life and and they don't build net worth. So it, it is an interesting thing that folks who own businesses who have to buy equipment to do the business that they're in, they're, that means that they're building a balance sheet in terms of, of business. They have assets that have retail or, or, or sale value. They have to have them. If they didn't have to have them, they'd probably just spend the money. They need a commercial building. So rather than rent, maybe they buy. And the business itself has its own value that can be sold. Well, all of those things happen almost in many cases by happenstance. They're not something. I teach people to think about those things when they start a business. But more often than not, people who have them didn't even stop to think about it. It just was. So I'm telling you that for a lot of people paying off the house or paying off the all the things, 
that's kind of the same thing. They're just protecting themselves from themselves because they know that if they don't do that, they'll probably just spend the money. And so to that degree, while they're not great assets to own, I can't argue with that because it does beat the heck out of their crappier alternative. But if if you are this type of a person and you want to build assets, what I want you to do is to begin to understand the significance and the, and the joy that one can feel when you create stability in a household by having net worth and knowing if, if, if your job ends tomorrow, you're doing fine. You're still in good shape. And you measure yourself in the assets that you, that you buy, the stocks, the bonds, the real estate, the gold, whatever it is. You, you measure yourself in that and that is what, what enthuses you. That's what animates you. And if you can do that, if you can change your perception of what you see as success, then you can create stability and you can still take advantage of these things within yourself that allow you to make more money than you need to live and then take that difference, that wealth, we call it, and put it into productive investments that make you more money, wherein your investments are becoming something unto itself where they're generating income. Those assets are creating income for you on top of the earned income that you make. When that happens, that's when things really begin to get exciting. And that's what you're trying to accomplish here. So remember that the whole point about a good salesperson and the attributes that I've described that you should be looking for, you should be looking for. If you're looking to hire those salespeople, that's what you're looking for. And the fact that they don't get along well with the rest of the people, (laughs) that's no surprise at all. That's the type of person you want. And uh, if you can find those people, know that they are challenged personally and financially. And for some Folks who are in business, that's just fine. I can remember so vividly my first, the first person that I worked for who, who in, in, in the investment business who told me to go and finance a new car and a new house and get a new wardrobe and basically put me in hock. So my rear end was at work and I had to produce, produce, produce. Well, that was perfect for him. <laughs> So, you know, when you own a company, uh, again, I don't know you want to fix anybody, you know, but uh, they do make great salespeople. And those those are the things you're looking for. They may not necessarily make great business owners. And if you see these things within yourself as a business owner, it means that you have to try to control these things. And you have to understand when you, when you are in that environment, then it's okay. And when you're not, then you need to be able to shut it off and change it. Uh, but do not for a moment think that if you're in an, in a sales environment, even though these things might be somewhat challenging with your interpersonal relationships, that you want to fix these things. Uh, because in so doing, if that now causes you to not have those things when it comes to success production. Well, that's not good either. So you got to be able to, you got to be able to handle both, but identifying them in yourself is probably the, the first start that you can make. And again, I'll say success without people around you, without somebody with you is really not success. It really isn't. Um, I can recall when I was in the military, standing on the on the fantail, the back end of a ship, looking out at some of the most beautiful places in the world and being alone and realizing that it really wasn't all that meaningful because I had nobody to share it with. And so uh, 
this is why to me I I only want to work with couples. If you're if you're if you're married or have a significant other, I don't want to meet with you unless that person is there because I know how meaningful it is and I know that both people pulling on the oars at the same direction or in the same direction is such a powerful thing. It's such a powerful thing. And when and when somebody loves you, they understand these shortcomings in you. They accept them. But you know, <laughs> don't drive them away. <laughs> don't don't drive them away. Um, and if you are looking for salespeople, another thing that I'll tell you that was brought up or that that I brought up is remember where do these people go? If you're looking for salespeople to build your company, and we're all looking for good salespeople because they are worth their weight in gold. Um, don't don't diminish the significance of a good salesperson. It, without sales, no business succeeds. Um, go where they go. Go where these people go. If they're if they're if they're involved in groups and the these types of groups lend themselves to people who have these traits, well, then you need to go to these groups. And uh, if you are uh, if you can go to where they take classes to do the thing, go there and teach classes so you can get to know who the good people are. And so you've got a never ending stream of growing. You're never, ever ending growing business hope you enjoyed the show folks have a great weekend everybody bye-bye I'd like to talk with you about financial coaching. Traditional financial planners help you make decisions about stocks, bonds, and mutual funds with money you already have. That's great, but who helps you accumulate more money in the first place? Who helps you make day-by-day life decisions? Who isn't trying to sell you something? Like, should I go back to school? Am I wasting money on insurance? How to purchase and finance a car, boat, home, lake cabin, or investment property? How to start, manage, and sell a business? It's about making minor errors that become colossal mistakes and cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars over your lifetime. The problem is that you're so busy pursuing your career that you're forced to make critical financial decisions that have a dramatic long-term effect on your finances without adequate research or information. Rooker Financial Coaching is like having a personal CFO for every decision. Don't waste time lamenting the bad decisions of the past or money that's run through your fingertips. Stop procrastinating. Call Rooker Financial Coaching, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. Call me today, Todd Rooker, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. This has been a paid program. The views expressed were not necessarily those of the management or ownership of KSTPAM 1500 ESPN. You're listening to 1500 ESPN on KSTPAM 1500 and 94.5 HD2 Minneapolis St. Paul. This is SportsCenter. Hello there. I'm Mark Robbins. The NBA.